Welcome to Panda Strong Podcast and Apparel, home of the strongest athletes across Canada, America, the USA, and the UK. Today on the show, we have Dr. Joanne. I have a strength and conditioning background. Um, so, Jen Tibbingham, uh, background in secondary education. I work in the nuclear industry. I've gone to the Arnold Schwarzenegger twice, or to Arnold Plastic, sorry, once in Strong Woman and for Rogue Record Breakers in 2020. So, I do have a little bit of a strength background. So, just I wanted cool. to throw that out who's this <laughs> awesome yeah, no that's great that. way to steal my thunder jen I was gonna <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> sorry i must be the, i must be chips everybody's like please go around the room and tell a little fact <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna get us to do that okay so that leads me next thing if everyone's feeling comfortable the sound and the video looks good i'm gonna start i'm gonna interview you all um, and then obviously when I'm done blabbing about you, um, go and brag about yourself, add a little snippety snip like you just did there, brag, don't be humble. There is no humbleness allowed today, none. <laughs> All right. You need yes, to be the most bossiest, sassiest, savagely educated, outspoken woman you've ever been today, okay? No holding back. In the Lord's Love name, it. I say you this is not a safe space we are gonna say no it is a safe space say what you need to say that's all i know dang it joanne <laughs> ran away we scared her away she's gone no it's oh, okay i'm just I'm, I'm plugging or I'm plugging she's gone in to get tablet. alcohol because it's too much for her she's gone to get a drink hey you know what i'm kidding i i did <laughs> i did make myself like a homemade margarita because i'm a little See? little nervous See? Ooh, summer I, that's the taste of summer ma'am it's so good oh my gosh I don't I don't drink a lot anymore but like um I like used like a fresh squeezer I have two lemons three limes and orange ice and tequila and it's so freaking good oh my god you drink like a skinny white blonde girl so congratulations (laughs) on being a stereotype I drink like an old angry white man and I'm not even ashamed no and That's I drink awesome. a little bit today. Like I stay away from tequila because if I drank tequila as often I would like, I would have at least four baby daddies and a lot of different <laughs> babies. So you know, I think oh my old God. and uh, the rye sit there angry, drink, forget about my anger, and get back to work. Damn it! Because that's what boss <laughs> bitches do. All right, so let's get started. Hilda's like, take it. Hilda needs a drink. Look at that size she just gave us. I don't drink. Stressing <laughs> Hilda out now. She's like, no. Me. Okay. This is my chiropractor. You're embarrassing me. Stop. I okay. have to be here again outside of this podcast. Please do not punish Hilda for anything I do today. She's not related with anything that comes out of my mouth. It's all my. Never. Brain. She's a sweetheart. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I don't you. know how I got so lucky to have them as my co host. I'm so blessed. The Lord answered my prayers when he sent them my way. They're so, so beautiful. So anyways, I'm going to be, like I said, with that, a silent partner up in here um, and only doing the parts I'm supposed to do. I may jump in, but I'm going to resist the urge because they got this. They're fabulous. All right, let's get started. I was like, I got to go here, Stephanie. I'm on a clock. I got clients. I got clients to make you shape and make you push up and cry. So I thought I'm going to make you cry. But that is from tracking it down. You know, different form of pain. Same thing. Different form of pain. 
You both into the torture, I see. I'm just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> welcome to Panda Strong Podcast. Woo! If you haven't been here before, welcome to the party. Hey, oh, twerk that ass, you know. Listen, if you think you're too good for twerking, then you're too good. You're not good enough to listen to the show. Hang up right now. Bye. See you later. Just kidding. Come back. We need you for numbers and numbers only. Just leave it on play and then walk away. Okay, please. Please. I'm um, just kidding. So anyways, um, today we have on the show the amazing Joanna. Johanna. There's no H in a name. Don't spell it like that. J-O-A-N-N-A. Um, this is not a spelling bee. That's her name. And last name, Taylor. Like the Taylor Avenue, Taylor Street. T-A-Y-L. OR something like that. We had a tailor on our show once. She was pretty cool. She's a strong man. And she's a chiropractor. She likes yep. to practice back for fun and some other athletes. Um, she has a pretty amazing practice. So, Joanna, please tell us about your business and the amazing, innovative, revolutionary things you're doing down there. We've seen the pictures, we've heard the <laughs> stories, but you know, we know that you're amazing. So can you give us a little snippet, your business name, your Instagram handles, where you're from, and what specifically you do? Nutshell, go. Oh my God. Wow. I'm like extremely flattered. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm a chiropractor. I'm originally from St. Marie, Ontario. So like way up north, about nine hours from Ottawa. And um, yeah, I've had my own chiropractic practice in Ottawa for about seven years now, but I've been a chiropractor for 14 years. Um, I've been undergraduate in kinesiology and um, the main gist around our practice is that we kind of specialize in treating like your everyday athletes. So we have um, power lifters, bodybuilders, crossfitters, uh, triathletes, pretty much any form of athlete you could think of. And um, we like to specialize in getting them healthy and also optimizing their performance. So when we first started out, um, I had about $20,000 and I was like, you know what, I'm ready like to go to my own. I'm going to start my own business. And I took um, a massage therapist with me that I've been working with, uh, Richard Stannard. He's amazing too. Yeah, and I've, I've had him. He's awesome. Yeah, he's so funny and so great. He's now 69 years old and still has like probably one of the most um, successful massage therapy practices in Ottawa. Like everyone knows him. He's just going strong. So he's hilarious. Uh, he came with me and um, I basically like found the most affordable place that I could find because I was, I was kind of scared going off my own. Like I was responsible for paying for all of this and kind of making my own living. So um, I found this place that was over top of a marijuana dispensary and it pretty much smelled like pot all the time. <laughs> hey, wait, like, wait, stop, wait. <laughs> is this an extra added benefit to join your practice and make it a little hot? You get a little, is that why you're happy all the time? I want to keep coming back. I'm just uh, saying. No Maybe at first, right? It, this was back when uh, the dispensaries weren't quite legal yet. So yeah, so we were over top of an illegal marijuana dispensary. And, I remember um, that actually. Yeah, it always smelled like yeah. pot, right? <laughs> it was Jordan from um, the guy that owned it. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And so, he used to go with the YMCA. That's how I knew him. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, yeah I can I can see that. Hilda, he has YMCA written all over him. <laughs> I can see him working out now in the YMCA. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. So like did our absolute best to like renovate it, put in new flooring paint, make it look all right because it was not like, you know, the nicest space to begin with. And, um, and yeah, that's just kind of our humble beginnings. That's how we started. And I think like a lot of it, like just through Instagram, like some kind of higher profile athletes started following me and like looking for treatment and without me even really asking them to, they just like, you know, they, they post about me and like what I was doing and that's kind of how word got out and, um, relatively quickly, like the practice started building and we kind of became known as a place to you know, for, especially for strength athletes to come. And, um, before long, like, you know, I was able to add in another massage therapist. Um, and then the practice started growing even more, like we opened up, we took over the entire second floor by then the marijuana dispensary was gone because, you know, like they were illegal. And, um, I used to treat a lot of the getting them high so that they come to your business (laughs) indefinitely. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So anyway, they were gone. (laughs) Our our office no longer smelled like pot. And uh, yeah, we did like some, you know, we made it, put in a lot more money into the renovations. We put in um, a physiotherapy studio. We have like a really great um, sports physio now. So we put in a squat rack, like pretty much every piece of like physio equipment that you would need because our physio, like he'll actually take a look at like your squat patterns and your movement patterns, break that down and have a better idea of like, you know, why you might be shifting or, you know, why you can't reach squat depth. Like there's a whole bunch of things that, that we can look at. And, um, we also added a recovery studio and that was something that I was really excited about because, um, uh, I went to New York for a conference and I saw this place called Recover NYC and they had like, um, it was all just about like recovery, like things you'd find in um, like a professional locker room, like infrared saunas, Normatec boots, game ready boots, Newcom, just all these things to help with athletic recovery. And I was like, you know, I think that that would do really well in Ottawa. Like we have such an athletic population. Yeah. This is something that I think we'd all benefit from. So I ended up putting that um, studio like inside of our practice. So yeah, at this point we have like um, three massage therapists, a full-time physiotherapist, two chiropractors, um, a bunch of admin support. So we've grown quite a bit and um, it's really great. I was actually Thanks. trying to tell uh, Stephanie about that um, Nor- Nortec, the, the one that- Normatec? Like Mich- yeah, the Michelin thing. Yeah. I was trying mm-hmm. to explain it to her, but I did not. Uh, explain it properly <laughs> so if you um, can try to, yeah yeah so so I was go ahead. Oh, go ahead I just have a lot to say from creeping your social media but go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. okay so Norma Tech is um, pneumatic compression so I use it a lot like let's say I've gone for a really heavy run and my legs are like dead the next day and they're just really heavy Um, it's going to give you like a a massage, like a pretty deep massage, and it's going to flush out the lymphatics so that you don't have as much late onset muscle soreness when you're done. So it just really helps with circulation and muscle recovery. So, um, if you take a look like on our, 
on our Kinetic Edge Instagram, you'll see like some photos of like Lady Gaga who does it after every show. Like she'll see the arms <laughs> and the legs at the same time. So as soon as she gets off stage, it's like boom in the recliner, Norma Tech arms and legs. And yeah, you look like the Michelin man, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. No, yeah, I've, I've been at this Like when you're performing and competing at a high level athlete, I'm a dancer and I used to teach before having kids, I used to teach like eight hours a day and then I'd perform at night um and and throughout the day like it was just all over the place and so like you're gonna pull things you're gonna get tired you're gonna get sick so it's like the recovery is king right um and there's only so much you can manipulate things but you know and obviously you can understand you got a photo here on instagram like healing times for example you know like muscle strain ligament strain tendon bone whatever but the thing is is like injuries happen just from just everyday use right and like you're saying mm -hmm. it's like there has to be a way to get that out so my opinion, I'm being straight up honest with you, when Hilda approached me, she's a chiropractor, and this is my opinion on chiropractic. My opinion of chiropractic, especially early years, is like, it makes sense, but you have to, you have to understand how muscles work. Muscles are wrapped around your bone, and muscles make a huge difference, right, in terms of recovery. And most mm -hmm. of the time, people are interested in their muscles, not their bones, right? They're so talking about improving people's posture, their mobility, um, if they have a significant disability, maybe removing that, you know, um, increase their ability to such an extent that they're athletes, they never could be in their 20s, like all of those things are possible when you focus on muscle recovery, right? Um, mm -hmm. And dancers, we do a lot of that. We spend a lot of time stretching. We do a lot of PNF stretches. Like if you're talking about ballerinas, right? Just for example, you spend most of your training to get that flexibility it isn't developed in a day, right? It's developed over several, mm -hmm. several years. So, and it's yeah. like same with gymnastics and all this stuff, right? And you start when you're young before there's injuries, before there's stiffness, et cetera. So not only is there that element of reversing all the damage, um, you know, from before in the muscles, but there's like the rebuilding of and, and going on. So what I'm trying to say is the reason why I think you're successful is because you've put all those other elements in there. Whereas a lot of times these were very separate practices and like still can be right and it wasn't mm -hmm. those little different elements weren't all put together in one spot so yeah I want to talk more like we're going to talk more about it like aspects and benefits and the differences between like some of the specific practices and techniques you use but like I know you've been on CTV and stuff and you one of the top <laughs> in Ottawa and girl you're also beautiful too like your videos oh, are pretty so good but you. you're attractive you know that helps and obviously you're good at what you do. So girl, you didn't need that weed dispensary at all. All you needed was yourself. Even if you yeah. Oh, that's so kind. So, <laughs> so um as so Hilda would say in her question, do you have treated her for years? She you know, you're the top in Ottawa. Um like in terms of, you know, common injuries and, and things that you do and, and like why you started your work, you kind of went into a little bit of, you know, why you went and which is really cool story. And I'm so glad she became you, but you know, you've obviously over time honed in on what you want to specifically focus on and kind of added things on top of that. And people, like you said, that add to that vision and that goal. Um, so what are some of the common injuries you see in strength athletes and how do you see them? Um, like, what do you do to help them recover using these different techniques? Can you, you know, name more than one and, and, and walk us through those steps? Because most of our audience is like experienced um, to like semi-pro strength athletes. And a lot of times they are, I would say for the most part, over the age of 25, right? And probably mm -hmm. over the age of 30. 
men and women. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'd say there's like three major injuries that I see in strength athletes. Like there's, there's tons of injuries, but like the top three would be shoulder injuries, hip injuries, and lower back. So shoulder by far being the number one, I'm always seeing strength athletes with shoulder issues. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, the fact that there's like a lot of push, a lot of overhead, a lot of pull, but like not necessarily a lot of interscapular or lateral movements, like kind of doing more of the accessory work. And um, there's also uh, like a lot of like repetitive movements over and over. So a lot of exercises that are really focusing on your pecs, um, your anterior delts and your lats. So all things that kind of internally rotate the shoulder. Um, whereas like the kind of accessory muscles that help to stabilize and retract the shoulder get neglected a little bit. So for instance, when you're doing bench press, you're really going to overwork. Um, we are going to work the, the pecs obviously a lot. And so then there becomes a little bit of an imbalance where the pec muscles become like, especially the pec minor becomes a little bit dominant and that starts to um, pull the shoulder into internal rotation and creates a little bit of impingement. So then all of a sudden, when you go to do any kind of overhead movement, you're going to feel like a little bit of a pinch or a restriction um, in the shoulder. And another reason is that often strength athletes um, lack thoracic mobility and part of that is like, um, just like the way that we've evolved over time into being more like office workers, using a lot of handheld devices, things that kind of round us forward, um, and also the lack of rotational movements. So if you're lacking that thoracic mobility, you're gonna end up compensating with the joints above and below, uh, mainly like your neck and shoulders. So then that leads to like more wear and tear and overuse in the shoulder joint. Um, so that would definitely be the number one. Um, number two, I, uh, hip injuries. Like um, I see like a lot of labral tears in strength-based athletes um, and uh, just like SI joint injuries as well. Often when I assess a strength-based athlete, I'll look at like their hip internal and external rotation, um, their hip flexion and extension as well as do like a whole bunch of muscle testing in the area to, um, to kind of take a look at the strength patterns and also look at their movement patterns. And one common thing that I see a lot of is a lack of um, hip internal rotation. So if you're lacking hip internal rotation, you um, are gonna lack squat depth. And also like, um, I'm seeing like a lot of like, uh, just like not a lot of capsular mobility. So deep in your hip joint, you're going to have your hip capsule because the ball and socket joint. So those are kind of the mm -hmm. deepest fibers in your hip joint. And if those don't move very well, then again, you're going to be more susceptible to like wear and tear of the surrounding um, joints and, and ligaments. So that's another thing I'll see a lot of is, um, is hip injuries and then lower back. Um, obviously like with like really heavy squats and deadlifts, all it really takes is um, you can like end up uh, like overloading those lower back joints or if like you just start to get fatigued um, towards the end of like your workout and you lose your form, um, that's when you're going to kind of predispose yourself to like uh, a disc bulge or like um, a lumbar strain. So those are the ones that I'm often seeing. Totally. That's mm -hmm. uh, so important what you said. And uh, 
like going back to just like floor work, right? You know, like dancers were always working on the floor and it's something I've always taught with my gymnastics kids and everything like that. Is if you can't move off the floor and you can't be strong on the floor, you can't be strong standing. If you can't be strong standing, you can't be strong jumping and leaping. If you can't be strong jumping and leaping, then you can't be strong on equipment. And that's basically how I've always, you know, progressively taught people and kind of um, assessed where their strength mobility is at. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously speed is another subject in itself. But just to quickly say before uh, Jen and Hilda takes over here, if you guys are listening for the first time, like I said, please like, share, rate us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're listening in on Google, Apple, Spotify, give us a five-star rating, comment, give us your feedback, follow, share. We appreciate all and all the support you give. And if you want to donate a coffee or donate to the podcast, check out our www.pandastrong.ca. There's a button on there that says, buy me a coffee on the main page um and there's also our merch so you support our show and our athletes like co-hosts right here by buying some merch and if you want some information um we will set at the end of the podcast all the information to get connected with joanna um she's amazing way to see all of her content on social media we also have two facebook groups called strong women of canada and team panda strong and there's information there there's fitness and dance challenges and obviously we'll connect you with hilda who is an amazing trainer Jen is a strength coach. So Jen is actually a pretty incredible athlete as well. Jen, um, before we, you know, before you take over with the next question, let's just tell the, the little the people around here about how amazing you are. Well, just more of a strength addict, a strength enthusiast that can't stop. So, you know, from Boise State being a discus and shop putter to then finding I guess my my strength home of powerlifting, and then when I moved to England, more strong women, and then got invited to the Arnold Classic in 2015, finishing without an injury, yay who, thank goodness, and um, in 2020 got invited back to uh, yeah do the USA arm lifting, but the pandemic happened and that was a no no, but we still went on with. Um, doing the rogue record breakers and finished third with an anvil lift that uh, looked like something you'd see in an adult novelty store, but it's okay. It's the rogue <laughs> product. It's out there. And content today, first weed. And then, okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what the guy at the airport when we were running our car in Pittsburgh, he's like, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing the anvil lift, but nobody has, come on. It's, it's a 2022, you know, anvil. This isn't like medieval England, you know, <laughs> everybody can understand what an anvil is. So that's where I thought, no, it, it does almost look like a butt plug. So there you go. That's the best <laughs> way I could describe it. You know, people have gone to Amsterdam. People are worldly now. From this trauma, Jen, never. Joanna, <laughs> headphones. We have now traumatized Joanna to the extent that she can no longer participate in the show. Joanna, are you still here? Don't leave us. We love you. <laughs> there we go. Hey, okay. it's making sure we have laughter, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. so, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh, Joanna, we can't hear you very well now. Oh, okay. I'll put the headphones back on. I know. No one likes headphones over the ears or in the ears. No one likes anything in their ears. You ever have a little kid come up and whisper in your ear? You're like, stop it! 
God, they're like mosquitoes. No one likes that. So question five, Jen or Hilda? Jen? Yep, yep, I'll do it. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So, uh, so Joanna, your Instagram is full of not just what services you offer, but corrective exercises, and I've seen those. What are the few simple exercises or mobility work you would recommend for strength sports or even active people in general? Okay, so since like with strength athletes, I was saying like there's like a lot of shoulder internal rotation and shoulder impingement. Um, a couple of really simple things that you can do and all you need is a foam roller is opening up the pecs for two minutes a day and opening up the lats for two minutes a day. So this is something that I've given to a lot of my bodybuilders and a lot of my power lifters. And it's so, so simple, but if they do it consistently, it makes like a massive difference and can even like, you know, really prevent their shoulders from getting impinged or having pain to begin with. So first one, like you're just putting like the foam roller lengthwise on the floor and you're laying on it. So it's lined up with your spine. And then you're yeah. just going to open your chest muscles up with the palms facing up towards the ceiling so that you're opening your chest up for a full two minutes. And from that position, you can put the pack, like uh, your arms a little bit further down, a little bit further up so that you're hitting all the different um, fibers in the pack muscles. And just doing that, like it just makes this huge, huge difference. Cause I find that with um, mobility work until like a patient has really proven to me that like they want to spend like a half an hour warming up and doing the mobility work before the exercise, I'm usually just going to give them a couple of things to do. So it's less overwhelming. And once they see like, Hey, these things like really did make a difference and I can manage this, then I might give them a little bit more. Um, but I find that like, if I give a patient like 10 things to do all at once, they're going to forget it. They're not going to make time to do it. <laughs> like this is just in general, this is like 80% of the time. Right. Or they're not doing it properly. So I'd rather just give them like one or two things to do and have them do it consistently. And then if they want more, I'll give them more or we'll progress it. So that, and then opening up the pec muscle at uh, the, um, the lat muscles. So either stretching the lats, um, like over top of the bench, like just putting your elbows on the bench, you're on your knees and then just letting your head oh. and shoulders kind of sink down, doing that for a couple of minutes. Or there's a couple other variations where I just use a yoga block and like um, have them put their arm up against the wall with the yoga block against the wall and just kind of lean forward to open up the lats. There's a couple different ways to do that. But yeah, with shoulder injuries in general, opening up the pecs and the lats is really going to help with that um, internal rotation. And it'll take a lot of anterior pressure off with that like anterior shoulder pain. That's awesome. Um, I have a question for you. Um, so you treat a variety of athletes. Um, how are they similar and different? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, are we talking like, how are they similar, like in injury wise or? Yeah, like injury wise. Like I know you treat even, you even treat like uh, pole athletes, for instance. Yeah. You, that studio that's downtown comes, a lot of them come to you. Um, mm -hmm. versus like, you know, a power lifter or um, even a football player, because I know you treat uh, some of the red black players as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that like, um, there's certain injuries that people are just being more predisposed to nowadays, because like, you're not training the entire time, you're also working. And we're also yeah. using handheld devices, right. And a lot of yeah. people are doing work from home now. And 
those constant like seated postures are really having a detrimental effect on, um, on posture and just overall mobility. Cause if you're mm -hmm. seated for a really long period of time, you are going to get like that anterior head carriage, like your, your mid back muscles are going to become overstretched and a little bit weakened because you're not using them as much and your arms are always in front of you. And also yeah. your hips are going to get really tight because you're always in that 90 degree position. And your hip flexors are just going to, going to tighten up unless you're moving a lot. And I've just noticed like a lot of my patients, like, um, because they are athletes as well, they use like a lot of movement devices, like Fitbits and like, um, Apple watches that track their steps. Yeah. And I've noticed that since they work from home, even though they're still going to the gym, like their overall activity, has still, yeah. yeah, it's drastically reduced. Yeah. So they are getting isn't, tighter. Isn't that called neat, like non-exercise? activity thermogenesis mm -hmm. they're like moving but you know anyway sorry yeah yeah it, yeah it is it is affecting them like it, they are developing um injuries from their sport as well just because of these other repetitive strains that are happening like these postural strains that are happening outside of their training um yeah, yeah. and then like another thing that's like really common um like all across the board and this isn't just like uh you know, this isn't just like power lifters and, and only lifters, this is runners, cyclists, um, pretty much every athlete I treat. If there's something going on with, with the knees, um, or the hips, I often take mm -hmm. a look at like their lateral hip stability. Most people with knee pain are lacking lateral hip stability, not always, but often. So a knee injury is often coming from like, um, the ankles, or the hips, or the unless hips, there's yeah. been like a direct, direct trauma to the knee. Um, it's, it's unlikely that the knee issue is actually stemming from the knee joint. There's probably like some kind of biomechanical issue happening at the hips or the ankles. And more often than not, it's the hips. So when I test their lateral hip stability, like the glute med, the glute min, some of the hip rotators, I often yeah. find that there is weakness in those joints because it's just a movement that we don't train very often. So all of those, like, um, all of those performance athletes that I just like mentioned, a lot of the movements are, are forward or backwards. They're not side to side. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, training like those lateral movements a little bit, like training those little like stabilizer, lateral hip stability, um, movements are really going to help yeah. stabilize the knee joint. I know I've been trying to do more like post-act squats and stuff like that. And I'm so bad at them. Like it's, I, I started adding them. <laughs> They're challenging. Time, yeah. I'm all, like I can't, I can't load them properly. Like I, I feel so awkward. It's just, and, well, I have hip issues anyway, but I just find that movement is not natural for me. So, yeah. It's not natural for most of us. Yeah. There's two things I want to add in. So like trauma is stored in the hips. That is a mm -hmm. very big thing, real scientific facts. Um, and also the neck. And I, I'm a really big fan of Reiki and um, the sciences of all these different things. And so, like I said, the work, you know, doing the deep tissue work um, and all the different, like, you know, releases that you do, right? Removing mm -hmm. that from the muscles is huge. Because the thing is, is like, if you are actively working those muscles and doing, I call them angled workouts. So it's like the overhead movements that you demonstrate earlier, Joanna, they're still robotic, right? Like mm -hmm. they're still linear. They're still symmetrical. And you want people to train on off movements because that's what mm -hmm. happens. It's like you're squatting all the time, like, you know, perfectly in perfect alignment. 
one time you squat in a couple centimeters out of that alignment and you're F and you get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's because yeah. you're not training on angles. You're not training like um, insymmetrically. And it's not, it's kind of like chaos training in the same principle that it would be if you're doing just different exercise all the time. But, but instead it's like, if you were doing that overhead press that you're using, you know, four different types of handles, like that new handlebar that you just bought. Um, Hilda, it's not coming to my head. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm saying it's like all those slightly different, um, like grips and different angles use, you know, engage different muscles. So that's a huge thing, not just doing that with mobility, but just in general exercise, whether you're like a power lifter or a strong man is taking the time to train, like you said, all those like, you know, supportive muscles and, and do those deep stretches. And it's like, you have to, you have to have flow. People are like, yeah, but I'm not a dancer. I'm not a pole dancer. I'm not a stripper. I'm not this, but why do I need to be able to point my towels? Like, because but Joanna, we, well, I won't say this too much because then they, then they won't need to come to you. I'm just joking, just joking. They always need to come to you. But I'm just saying it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, even if you do all of these things, it's just the human body. Like what I'm trying to say is with the work, like what you're talking about, it's very difficult to undo it. And I mm-hmm. think people you need to be really serious. Like if they're working at a desk, that be standing on a treadmill, you know, a ball have more than one thing because you can't be doing the same movement for eight hours straight, right? No one's going to walk on a treadmill for eight hours typing. Let's be realistic. Those balls, I'm sorry, but no one can sit on those balls for eight hours. I tried when I was even pregnant. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to lie down on a yoga mat with my laptop inside me and finish my work day, okay? So, you know, like the ergonomics. I was going to tell you, Stephanie, that Joanna is, like, amazing at cracking necks and, like, hips and, like, like you, you think she looks tiny, but you go to her and she's, like, so strong and, like. I told uh, you, she's a dominatrix. If, 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 if ever you're not allowed to have a chiropractic practice, there's an only fan I can't state enough how good she is, like. Yeah, oh, anyway. that's so sweet. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to undermine you. I'm just kind. But but no, what I'm saying is like, you know, I think in what makes what's important and what you're talking about in part of your treatment plan is teaching people how to adapt their work life, their work schedule, the, how they work, and, and understand the functionality, the movements they're doing during the day, and how you can be a big athlete outside of work and still be effing up your body during the day from work and how they can't be separate entities. You, they mm-hmm. have to become one. And that yeah. is, we're seeing a huge shift in that because more people are working from home, the great resignation. And so people mm-hmm. are starting to understand that, you know, it's not worth it to abuse their body and that they have to take that seriously. They can't go to the gym for two hours at the end of the day and make up for all that crap. So absolutely said, um, you know, with, and, and in tune with the last question, um, over the last few years, you've expanded your services. Um, and I know you went specifics earlier on, but is there anything else that you picked up on that could help people achieve that work-life balance and, and functionality so they're not causing these injuries from, you know, the way that they're working in office work at the office? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Like I think just getting more steps in throughout the day, and not staying in one position for more than 30 minutes at a time, it really is that simple. So like you were saying, like, it doesn't matter if you're standing the whole time, it's still not good to be in one position the entire day. Like you need to take, um, you need to work in different positions. You need to sometimes be standing, sometimes be sitting, sometimes be kneeling. 
get up, move around, get a glass of water, take some breaks. Like no one should be at their desk all day long. We weren't, we weren't built for that. Um, so that's, that's one big thing. Um, another thing is um, like, I really do find with my patients, like I'm not one of those like pushy practitioners at all. That's like, oh, you need to come in every week for the rest of your life. But I do find that with the way that um, we work nowadays, my patients that come in once every couple of months and get some work done, whether that's coming to see me for an adjustment and soft tissue work, or going to see a massage therapist or a physio, whatever, um, it does prevent a lot of injuries from happening because they're, we're able to pick up on things before they start becoming painful. So we're able to see some movement and balances or, um, some shifts or decreased ranges of motion before they actually become a problem and we can correct them before they become painful. That's excellent advice. I, I just feel like my life is so cyclic and it's like, yep, just sometimes you have to, to go and then sometimes you're good, okay. It's like Humpty Dumpty sometimes, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. you get seen and then you're okay. I'll be put back on the wall and then I fall yeah. again, put all the pieces back together. But no, absolutely, the spot on advice. It, it is what it is for sure. Yeah, I find with patients that like, um, if they leave it too long, so like I'm seeing like a lot of people that I haven't seen since before the pandemic, because a lot of people's routines got disrupted during the pandemic for a variety of reasons. And now I'm seeing them and I haven't seen them in maybe like, you know, two, three years um, because of the pandemic. And it's like, okay, now we have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff that we yeah. need to reverse. There's a lot of like um, range of motion difficulties, a lot of repetitive strain injuries. And it's going to take a lot longer to reverse that than, you know, someone who I see maybe once every couple of months for, for like a tune up. No, that, yeah, I can see that. Um, how do you over, how did you overcome um, the challenges of being a business owner and a mother? Because I know you have uh, a little one at home. Yeah. Yeah. He's eight now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Cruz was like 18 months when I opened my business. So that was pretty crazy, but yeah, like, um, I was ready to do it. And, uh, yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like I did make a lot of, um, short-term sacrifices in the beginning in order to get yeah. to where I am right now. So, you know, I, I did sacrifice those Saturday mornings and I'm lucky because his, his dad's amazing. Like, you know, it was always like, you know, he's a government worker. So he was able to look after him on, um, on Saturday mornings when, uh, when I was working and um, I try to make up for that, that lost time whenever I could and really be present for him yeah. when I did get home. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like now I'm finally at this point where I'm able to delegate a lot of um, the responsibilities I used to have to do on my own in the beginning. And um, just, you know, I've, I've surrounded myself with like a really um, great staff, like from like uh, our admin staff to, um, to our massage mm -hmm. therapists and physios and like my associate Cairo. And now I'm kind of letting them take a step forward and, and letting them do a lot of the activities that, uh, that I was responsible for. So now I'm able to, um, to spend a lot more time with them and, and not be, um, yeah, like not be working every single weekend or not be coming home at like 8 PM every single night. So, so it's <laughs> nice, but you know, initially, initially it was definitely, um, a struggle. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> I, I know the struggle trust me yeah working like multiple jobs and now I'm gonna be a business owner myself so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know I'm so happy for you it's like it's it's so exciting and uh yeah, like there, I have another patient right now who um, she has a two-year-old and, and she's about to go through the same thing. So it's, it's really um, exciting to like try and mentor her through the process as well. And, you know, I yeah. love, I love advising and helping out other female business owners because, you know, yeah, there, there's some things connected me with people that helped me. So I appreciate everything. Well, we've all got to help each other. Like it's not, I don't know. Like I, I really have a lot of respect for other female business owners because it's not a path that a lot of females take, especially when they're mothers, because, um, you know, it just often our careers take a back seat. So yeah, I have a lot of respect for any female that decides to, to go into business. And, and I love helping them because I had other people helping me too when, when I first started out. And I, I think there's some mistakes that I made that I could hopefully help others <laughs> from like going through. <laughs> And, um, yeah, just some, some things that I'll, you know, you might end up spending some more money initially, but they'll save you a lot of time in the future. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very That's difficult really to be to a hear. business owner. It's very hard <laughs> to be, you know, um, a business owner as a, as a mom and I have a special needs son and I'm neurodiverse. And so I feel like mm-hmm. there's so many challenges and obstacles, but I chose this lifestyle so I could be with my kids and work from home and stay at home mom and just be with him. And, and it's a, it's a juggle, but it's worth it. And I think that mm-hmm. if, I think that if you, like, I would say moms are superheroes, it's really good moms. You could be good at anything and manage any business and, and totally like if a company is failing, you could revitalize and fix it because that's what us moms do every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's so much hidden talent out there that's going to keep coming out now that we have so much options digitally and, and more women like us are saying like, Hey, we want to support each other and be a positive environment. And I think, I think that's a shift, even in strength sports, like we're all starting to see like, Hey, like life is better when we work together as a community and shared resources and knowledge and not be so segregated and separate based on, you know, a variety of issues. But anyways, continue Mm -hmm. Jen and Hilda. Thank you. Um, yeah. So do you have any advice um, on how to pick the right chiropractor or health, uh, health provider in general for our listeners? Yeah. So I think it, it depends on what your, your needs are. So um, for strength-based athletes, especially kind of like what Stephanie was saying, like you need to address both your muscles and your joints. They're not interdependent. So I think like the old school chiropractors, um, they were more like, uh, like really focused on alignment and adjusting, which is like, it's a really important aspect. And I still to this day think that, um, you know, being in proper alignment and knowing how to give a good adjustment to your patients is, is really important because if you're in good alignment, then your nervous system is going to function better and you're in a better range of motion, but you also need to be able to assess and address, um, the muscles as well, as well as, uh, as well as the joints. So someone who can do, um, like you can take a look at their certifications. Like, do they have any additional certifications on top of just their base, whether that be massage, physiotherapist, chiropractor, athletic therapist, take a look at like what else they've done. Like, um, 
Have they taken additional courses in active release therapy or neurokinetic therapy? Can they do dry needling? Can they do Graston? Can they do shockwave? Those are all That's like really beneficial. You can do everything there. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everything, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just old. I've been doing this for 14 years now. So like I've, <laughs> I've accumulated a lot of courses along the way, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, those are some of the things that you want to have a look at, like that, that they've taken these additional courses because it shows initiative and it also shows that they're going to be able to probably assess like your, you know, your athletic injuries and not just work on, on joint alignment. Um, so yeah, that would be like a big thing. You can also like have a look at their social media because most people, not everyone, but you know, most practitioners will have a social media and you can usually get a good feel of like um, what kind of treatments they deliver uh, what kind of population that they work with, because, you know, some, some therapists, you know, their specialty might be pediatrics or pregnancy, and that might not be necessarily, you know, what you need at the time. So you want to make sure that they're familiar with working with athletes or with sports injuries. Definitely. And it's cruising your Instagram. Oops. Alignment athletes everyone's body's alignment and, and resting muscle structure is different. And mm -hmm. if your body has gotten used to responding to trauma and different things and resting in certain ways, it can be traumatic in a negative way and cause problems to all of a sudden shift everything to a specific alignment. And we're talking about old school chiropractors. It's very important that you look at that from a holistic stand of view and work mm -hmm. very, very hard to ensure that it's equal treatment. You're providing the same intention to care and professionalism and booking the same types of professionals that work in synchronization together when it comes to, you know, physiotherapy, athletic therapy, combined with chiropractic, for example. Anyways, mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just looking at your Instagram page, just, I loved it. You were like the Swiss army knife. It's like, I can do this, I can do that. <laughs> it, just, it was amazing. I just thought like, just, you know, because I speak to other pra uh, practitioners, of, you know, doing like a little bit of, um, kind of massage with the blading I, it's mm -hmm. just amazing versus mm -hmm. like you say like somebody's Instagram page of oh look, look how many decibels is popping one guy's back you know just <laughs> I just saw oh, yours well. you know using